Welcome back to the most interesting family cast. I am still your host, Crystal Spring Heaney, CEO, consultant, and homeschooling mother of five. It's Friday, which means it is Q&A day, and this is Q&A number four. I've been here with you four weeks now, and it is so great to be here. And just so you know, you did not miss the interview yesterday. I did not get my interview in this week because I had sick children. Sorry. Uh, We will get back to interviews next Thursday. So every Thursday is my interview day. So go back and listen to Ms. Julie if you didn't. If you've already listened to her, thank you. Just catch up with the other episodes. The first question I got from someone this week was, what is a timeline and do I really need one? Timelines tend to be a book or a part of a curriculum with a book that comes with mainly elementary school curriculum. And it tries to help the younger child put dates in order because you don't necessarily learn the things in order that are in there. But that way you can go back and review. Let's say you've learned about the beginning of the world, you learned about Columbus coming, and then you learned about the founding of Rome. And that's not chronologically accurate. But as you learn about it, you put it in the timeline book so you can see how much time has gone by. We have two of them. We have one that we actually use that's just a workbook. It's not really fancy, pretty anything, but we use it that follows our curriculum. We have a really nice, fancy one that's made to cut out people, put in. It's on nice paper, and I find I just don't have the time to do it. And this is where you find that I'm not perfect. I want to do it, but we just, we've kept up with it on some secondary social studies stuff where we put things in, but we need to copy over some of the main stuff, and that's just got left behind. You'll find as you do curriculum that some things you'll find that they just need to go because you don't have time for it, even if you really want to do it, but it's not essential to the child's learning and to getting things done, and they're having fun doing something another way without taking any more time from the day. I got another question about organization, and it's from someone who listens to the podcast, so I'm not sure if I covered it well enough or not then, so I'm going to give you a quick answer here of the two parts. For my personal planning and organization, I use the Rituals for Living Dream Book. It's published by the Dragon Tree Apothecary, who is Brianna and Dr. Peter Borton. They have a whole series of things from the well life to um, classes online, to a spa that they own, and I think they have two of them now. And what they do is they focus on organizing your personal life and getting it moving in the direction that you want. And for me, I think they've done it best in trying to address everything without getting too far down any one particular road. And if you've tried organizing before. You'll understand what I mean by that. And if you're new to it, this is a great way to start and you probably won't leave it. On the homeschool side, everything that I do lives in my computer online on homeschoolplanet.com. I do have affiliate links for them on techmom.me. So same price to you. I make a little money if you click them uh, and use their stuff but it is what I use. I'm looking at my lesson plan right now on my computer screen in front of me that I was working on editing before I started recording this. 
I keep my assignments in there, notes, all my grades. I track hours. I track class days. I put our entire school year in there. Every resource that we have from textbook to workbook to manipulative flashcards are all listed in there and assigned so that I can print out a day's page for the children, say this is your day's work, and they know, or I can print out for myself. And you can also put in your own schedule if you want, but like I think I said in another episode, I love my pen and paper. That's just who I am. Question three comes from Facebook side of the world, and it was, how do you keep everything clean, picked up, tidy between five children, the house, and all the schoolwork that you're doing. Some people are raised knowing how to do housekeeping, and my children are being raised that way. However, I was raised where the only housekeeping I did was whenever I was in trouble. I was told, why isn't your room clean? Go clean it. But it was never really explained to me how to clean it or, you know, I needed to do the dishes. But how to maintain and clean a house think a lot of us from that latchkey generation have lost that. And I have a book that I really, really love. And you'll laugh at how I found it. I picked up a hairbrush. I'm like, you know, I don't want to throw this out, but I've pulled all the little hairs out of it, which I do all the time. And it still looks dirty. There's got to be somebody out there who has instructions on how to clean a hairbrush or sanitize it. I know it sounds funny to me saying it out loud, but that's what led me to this book. So I googled how to clean a hairbrush or how to sanitize a hairbrush, something along those lines. And this was years ago. And it led me to a book called Home Comforts, The Art and Science of Keeping House. It is by Ms. Cheryl Mendelson. And I actually have it on Kindle because I like being able to just flip through it wherever I am, whatever I am somewhere, and read parts of it. And what it has taught me, most of all, is that I don't have to keep the entire house every day. Because if I wanted to do that, I'd go insane. My biggest thing is that people, and I talked about this in responsibility the other day, pick up after themselves. So I expect that if that doesn't happen, things go into a bin, and then they have to go put them away later. And I had a great suggestion from a friend of mine this past week that they put their things in the bin. And at the end of the week, the children have to come and use their allowance to buy their things back or everything in that bin goes. And I think I may institute that because things stay in the bin a little longer than I would like. But not to digress too far, the book Home Comforts talks about it and I really like it. It lays out the things that should be done daily things that should be done weekly, quarterly, etc., and the reasoning behind it. And I am a science and logic type person. I am less of a liberal arts type person. So when you get me with science and logic and I, you explain it to me, I go, okay, I will follow that because that makes sense. And it keeps us from getting sick because we have a clean house. So Mondays, I go through and everything has to be picked up and put in its spot. That's the big thing for Mondays. Tuesdays, we go through and I do trash and toilets. Um, whether trash cans are full or not, they're emptied. 
all the toilets are washed and it's expanded to that's my bathroom cleaning day too because we have a lot of hard wood and rock flooring and so keeping that clean is a bit of a work on floor Fridays and I've I've kind of theme them so that the children who start helping then take care of that. Things that get done every day, kitchen counters, bathtubs get Clorox wiped after the last person, sinks get Clorox wiped at the end of the day, and uh, the table gets wiped down. We use Simple Green after every meal and the floors get swept daily in every area except the bedrooms really because we don't wear shoes in the house. The bedrooms get swept on Fridays and then if it's needed throughout the week. All right, those are the questions for the day. And I'm just gonna give you one little piece of advice to leave you with that I kind of hit on in the answer to question one. And I wanted to talk about a little more very quickly is that you don't have to do everything in your curriculum. You don't have to do every single lesson. You don't have to do every single step. If you think about what happened when you went through school, there were lessons that you skipped, things happened and the school schedule changed. And so certain things got cut out or missed. And as a parent and as a homeschooling parent, you can go through and pick and choose and say, hey, you know what? I don't think we're gonna have time for this. It's not essential to progressing through it. We might be able to hit it a little over the summer or something. And skipping one or two little things that are not a core part of a curriculum. While you've paid for it, you feel like you should have to do it. Don't worry, your children will still be fine. And that's a wrap for today. We will see you at 8 a.m. sharp and any links that we've discussed, you can find at www.techmom.me. Thank you.